Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 16th, 2022. I'm teaching a series all year. I'm going to be teaching all year about intentional progress. Not only is this a year of progression for us, but we are going to pursue that progress on purpose. We are going to, to be deliberate about it. We're going to be deliberate in our actions. We're going to be deliberately focused on becoming the men, the women that God has called us to be so that at the end of 2022, we are incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for our lives. And so we've been studying the life of Jesus. I trust that you, you've been enjoying it. I know that I have. I want you to open up your heart even right now to receive what God is going to say to you today. So this series that we're on right now is called Life Lessons from the Life of Jesus. So we've been learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. This is part 28 of the series. I trust that you've been enjoying it. What we did in this series is we studied the life of Jesus. I picked it up in John chapter 5. We looked at John chapter 5, 6, 8, 12, 14, 15, 16, and then we got to 17. In John chapter 17, Jesus prayed a prayer for us. We've been walking through this prayer. It's the prayer Jesus prayed. I call it the Lord's Prayer because it's the prayer he prayed. And so we're almost done with the prayer. And I want us to, to kind of continue today. But what God gave me today from this prayer, I believe is going to be a blessing to you. Once again, this is part of a series where I'm laying out these six things. I'm still in number one, just praying and discerning, learning from the life of Jesus so that we can discern the will of God for 2022. And then we'll go through all of these steps in this series. I like to take my time. I'm not in a rush. Uh, and uh, so as we go through this, we're going to be tremendously blessed this year. This is where we are right now. John chapter 17. I'm going to read for you verses 23 and 24. Remember, this is Jesus praying. He's praying for us. And this is what he said. He's talking to the Father. He says, I will be in them and you will be in me. So they will be completely one. He's talking about us. He says, I will be in them and they will be in me. So we will be completely one. Then the world will know that you sent me and that you love them just as much as you love me. Oh my God, I'm telling you, when I get to that, that that's a reality, that's a, that's a revelation that you gotta get. Jesus said, I want them to know, Father, that you love them just as much as you love me. Father, I want these people that you've given me to be with me everywhere I am. I want them to see my glory, the glory that you gave me because you love them. Watch this before the world. He said, you love me before the world was made and you love them with the very same love. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning about the love of God. And as I get into these three things, I need you to open, rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Open up your heart to receive three things. Number one, here we go. God loves you just as much as he loved his own son. I told you this yesterday, but, and I've told you this many times but you got to get it. God loves you. God loves you with the very same love that he loved Jesus. God loves you no different than he loved his own son. While Jesus was praying, he said, the world will know that you sent me and that you love me, or you love them just as much as you love me. And that's from the easy to read version. The New Living Translation reads, may they experience such perfect unity 
that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them just as much as you love me, right? So that, and then the Passion Translation says, you live fully in me. Now I live fully in them so that they can experience perfect unity. And the world will be convinced that you sent me for they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Listen, Jesus was praying for you and me that, that we would know that he loves, that the Father loves each one of us with the same passionate love that he loved Jesus with. Now, I tell you all the time, God loves you. I remember I would go into the jail all the time, and, and, and as I went into the jail, one of the key messages that I preached was the love of God. And I would tell people in jail, here they are in jail. They're not in prison. I preach in prison too, but in jail, they're waiting on their sentence. They don't know what the future is going to be. Of course, you know, they've messed up. So now they're there. Their loved ones, people that love them and said that they would be there for them are now turning their back on them. They're making phone calls. People don't want to answer it. They're not getting the help that they possibly need. They're in a dangerous situation. They're like, oh, and I go in there and I say, God loves you. And they go like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. God loves you. I'm like, dude, God loves you. Say God loves me. And they would say God loves me. And I was like, no, no, no. All right. And then I would show scripture after scripture after scripture. And then I would say, say God loves me. And they say God loves me. And then, and then I would show more scripture after scripture after scripture. And, I, and, and it's like the Holy Spirit was just chiseling at their heart. And I would say, say God loves me. And they would say it. And then finally I would say, say God loves me and I know it. And then sometimes I could tell, I could see when somebody finally got it. And I'm talking about grown men. I'm talking about people that are in this terrible situation, weeping. They just fall down. They break out. Why? Because they finally realize, man, God loves me. Even though I messed up, God loves me with an immeasurable love. God loves us with the same love that he loved Jesus with. There's no difference with the love that he gave Jesus and the love that he gives us. There's no question that our Heavenly Father loved Jesus, right? There's no question that he loved Jesus with an immeasurable love. That's his son. But a lot of Christians have a hard time acknowledging, recognizing, understanding, embracing the fact that God loves you. God loves me with the very same love. God loves you the same way. He loved Jesus. God loved me, loves me the same way he loves Jesus. I am convinced that most Christians grossly, grossly underestimate, devalue the love of God. They don't understand. Now, believing and receiving the love of God is what will change you from the inside out. Believing and receiving the love of God is what will change you forever. In Jesus's words, we see that the Father loves us, me, you and me, just as much as he loved Jesus himself, that you are not second rate. You are not second fiddle. You don't take second place. Jesus is in first place and you're in first place. Jesus is right here and Rick is right here. God loves me. God loves you with the very same love. In God's eyes, you're on the same level with Jesus. In God's eyes, Jesus is an heir and you're a joint heir. Right? It's not like Jesus is here and you're down here. No, no, no. Jesus is an heir and you're a joint heir with Jesus. Jesus is right here and you're in Jesus and Jesus is in you. There's no difference between you and Jesus. God loves you with this perfect love. Now, God doesn't love you because you're perfect. God just loves you with a perfect love. God doesn't love you because you do everything right. God just loves you with a love that's right, even when you don't do things right. And so God loves you by grace. God loves you. This grace is unearned. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. When you accept the fact that God loves you with a passionate, 
unconditional, eternal love with the same love that he loved Jesus with. Listen, your perspective of God will change. Your perspective of yourself will change. Your perspective of your future, it will change. Why? Because you know God loves you. I remember uh, I taught this before in Galatians chapter five and verse six, the Bible says faith works by love. And so there was a time in my life where I was taught a lot of faith, 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 but I wasn't taught grace. And so since I had a revelation of faith, but I didn't have a revelation of grace, then I put a lot of emphasis on me. A lot of the emphasis was like me. I got to do my confessions. I got to pray for an hour. I got to pray in the Holy Ghost. I got to decree and declare. I got to do this. I got to do that. And a lot of it was like me. I got to do this and I'm going to release my faith. I got to do this. So if I do this, then God will do that. And if I do this and God will do that and I'm doing it. And so a, a lot of that was on me. And so when, when, when I lived that way, I'm just talking about me. I'm not talking about nobody else. When I lived that way, um, then the, the scripture, Galatians 5 and 6, faith works by love. To me, it meant, oh man, then I got I to gotta love right. You know, because my faith is work, my faith is only gonna work by love. And so so I I gotta love everybody. You know, my love walk needs to be right because if my love walk is not right, then my faith is not gonna be right. If I don't love people right, then God is not gonna bless me. And, and I need to do this, I need to do that, and I need to, oh Lord, please forgive me. Oh, I, I need to do all these things so that my faith will work, so that God will give me stuff. <laughs> I'm just telling you about me. I'm not talking about you. But when I got a revelation of grace. And I got a revelation of the fact that I can't even release my faith until I know what God already gave me by grace. And then revelation is the authorization for my faith. So now it's not that I'm trying to release my faith to get God to move. Is that, no, I, when I discover what, that God already moved, I'm now just believing and receiving what he already provided. It wasn't that I was incorrect, but it was incomplete. I didn't really understand. You can't understand faith until you understand grace. So anyway, back then, faith works by love to me, put the spotlight on me. But then I understood grace, got a revelation of grace, and then I, I read the book of Galatians again. And when you read the whole book, the, in Paul's letter to the believers in Galatia, he's talking about the grace of God. He's talking about the fact that, matter of fact, if you go, if you decide to live by works and not by grace, you've fallen from grace. Fallen from grace, it has nothing to do with losing your salvation. Fallen from grace has everything to do with you relying on the flesh. And so he was like, no, 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 no. It's, it's by the grace of God. So when you understand that the apostle Paul was talking about the grace of God in, in Galatians, then you go back to faith works by love. And now I get it. It's not that my faith is going to be strong when my love walk is strong with God and with man. No, it's my faith is going to be strong. Not when I love God, my faith is going to be strong when I know that God loves me. Oh, well, my faith is going to be strong when I know that God loves me with an unconditional, immeasurable love. Well, my faith is going to be strong when I know that I'm God's favor. I'm, I'm God's beloved. So now my faith is strong because I know that I am God's beloved. I am the, the, the one that God loves. And because God loves me with an unconditional and unyielding love, now I can release my faith and I can receive what God already provided. And my faith will be strong because it's not based in me and my performance or what I do. My, my faith is based in him and his performance and what he already did. And so now, oh, glory to God, I'm free. I'm liberated from, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer under the pressure to perform. I'm no longer under performance-based religion. I am walking with the grace of God. I am living under the power of the Holy Ghost. I know that I am God's beloved. I know that I am God's love. 
The Apostle Paul also wrote this in 2 Timothy uh, uh, 2 and 13, along the same lines. I, I want to read this for you. I want to get this down in your hearing. If we are faithless, Paul was saying, no, 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 you got to understand the grace of God. This You got to understand how this thing works. If we are faithless towards God, the Bible says that we do not believe, that we are untrue to him. God remains faithful towards us. Toward, because of his righteous character, for he cannot deny himself. When God looks at you, he says, that's my son. When he sees that you're born again, you're covered with the blood of his son, you're filled with his precious Holy Spirit, then when God looks at you, he says, that's my boy, that's my girl. I And I called him. When God looks at you, even when you do things wrong, he cannot deny himself. He loves you so much that he can't deny what he called you to do. He loves you so much that he can't deny that he put his stamp of approval on you. Come on now. And so he cannot deny himself. Hebrews 8 and 12 says, for I will be merciful unto their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. I will remember no more. God loves you so much that he, he you, you're fretting over stuff. You're worrying about stuff that he already forgot about. You're bringing up stuff that he's like, what are you talking about? I already took your sins and your iniquities and I cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Now, now, now let's listen. Let's release that. You are free. Why? Because I love you. And not, you're not free to sin. You're free from sin. And so now I'm free from the power of sin. As death has no power over me. I'm free from the fear of death. Now I'm free to be who it is that God has called me to be because God loves me. I'm not trying to work for it. I'm not trying to earn it. I'm not trying to do everything right. I got to do, no, 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 no. I'm just receiving. Well, God, why? Because God loves me. God loves me with an unconditional love. What changed me was not me trying to say, okay, I need to love God. No, what changed me was the day I realized God loves me. God loves me and I know it. It's not about religion. I was delivered from religion. Under religion, I was like, oh, I got to do this right. I got to do that right. No, no, no. When I get to the point where I know that God loves me, I'm God's favorite. I'm God's child. I'm God's beloved. I can look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Why? Because God loves me with the same love that he loved his own son. Say amen to that. My God. Number two, this is good. This is good. Number two, the father loved you. Watch this. Before the world began. It's not like you doing anything to get God to love you. While Jesus was praying, he says, you love me before the world was made. And he, al he already said, you love them with the same love. That means that he loves us before the world began. He loved us. He loved us before the world began. You're not trying to get, you're not doing anything to get God to love you. God loved you before you were born. Nothing you can do, nothing you did caused God to start loving you and nothing you can do will ever make God stop. Listen, God loves you with an unconditional love and he loved you before the world was made. He loved you before your mama met your daddy. He loved you before you were a thought or, or a sparkle in their eyes. He loved you. Well, not only that, watch this. He loved you from the foundations of the world. Then he planned for your arrival. He sent you to this planet at just the right time, right? For such a time as this. Then he also fashioned your purpose. And he also prepared all the gifts that you would ever need to operate in your purpose. And he also prepared all the stuff you would ever need to accomplish your divine assignment. And he set up divine appointments on his calendar. Said, okay, in 2022, he, he's going to need to meet this person. I set it up. In 2024, she's going to need to meet this person. I already said, it's already on the calendar. It's already a divine appointment. It's already set. In 2027, she, she's going to need this 
much money. I already set it up. In, in 2031, he, come on now. I'm saying before your arrival, God did that and he set it up. And so now it's not about you trying to make something happen. It's, it's a journey of discovery. And I'm walking with God because God loves me with an unconditional love. And I'm discovering what he already provided. And now I'm releasing my faith to receive what's already done. And I'm not trying to make nothing happen. I'm saying God loves you. He prepared for you. He prepared for your arrival. And now he's preparing you for what he prepared for you. God prepared for you. And now he's preparing you for what he already prepared for you. And so he's, he's already prepared people to, to bless you, to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. You are not a mistake. You have a predestined purpose. You have a preordained assignment. Therefore, purpose is not something you can decide because God already decided from the foundations of the world. Purpose is something you must discover. You discover it, you develop in it, you deploy into it. You find it, you follow it, you finish it, and you do that before you die. Now, when you start walking in your divine assignment, when you start living as the man or the woman that God called you to be, when you discover, and now you start walking in what you discovered, you will have a level of fulfillment a level of satisfaction that you can have no other way because you are walking in, in the grace. Now, I'm not saying, look at me let, me, let me be clear about something. I'm not saying it's not going to be hard. I'm not saying God is going to take all the obstacles out of the way. I'm not saying you're not going to have challenges. I'm not saying you're not going to have to work. I'm not saying, listen, you might work harder than you've ever worked in your life. You, you, you might have to face more obstacles than you ever face in your life, but it won't be you doing it. It will be the grace of God through you. So that at, at that point, you know that God is on you and in you and with you and for you. And when you start living that way, where I know that I'm God's beloved, I know God made plans for me. I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is revealing to me what was prepared for me, but concealed from me. And now that I, as, as he's pulling back the veil and he's saying, hey, son, I want you to do. Oh, man, that's me. Okay, yes, Lord, I'll do that. He's like, hey, son, I want you to receive. Ooh, that's for me. Yes, Lord, I receive that. And the Holy Ghost is pulling back the veil and I'm able to see what's already provided and I'm able to see what's already done and I'm able to see what's already predestined and already preordained for me. And I'm walking in that. Yes, I may have to face opposition. Yes, I may have to work hard. Yes, I may have to overcome stuff that I don't feel like I, I could. Matter of fact, you will be amazed at what you can overcome because it won't be you doing it. It will be the Father living through you and that's how we're supposed to live. That's the life of faith. Number three and finally, last one for today. The Father wants your life to bring glory to his name. You are on this planet to bring him glory. Jesus prayed for the people who were following him everywhere he went. He was praying and these people were observing him. So he was praying for them to realize that Jesus was living. And he was living to bring glory to the Father. And he wants them and us to bring glory to the Father. He wants us to live with the same mentality. You are on this planet to bring glory to his name. And when you live with that mentality, watch this, the Father will see to it that you get acknowledged, recognized, and rewarded. The Father will see to it that you that he will put a spotlight on your name. Come on, I, there's some people in the chat right now that I know that you can acknowledge the fact that the Lord exalted you. You can acknowledge the fact that the Lord favored you and the Lord has done the same thing for me, that the Lord will favor the work of your hands, that the Lord will put his spotlight on your name, that the Lord will put his spotlight on your business, that the Lord will cause you to be noticed. Why? So you could bring glory to his name. So you could pray like Jesus prayed, glorify me 
that I may glorify thee. And so, yes, yes, when the spotlight is on you, when God causes you to be acknowledged and noticed and set apart and exalted, and then then at that moment, you take that glory, deflect that glory right back to God, and you give him the glory. And when God, when you give him the glory, God will give you a greater level of influence. He will exalt you, advance you, promote you again. He gives you increased level of of favor so that you have more influence on this planet. And then once you have more influence, what do you do? You bring glory to his name on a greater level. And then God says, man, the more I I promote him, advance him, the more I, I exalt her, advance her, the more I favor them, the more glory they give me. Okay, I love that. So then God will increase you again. And then what do you do? You give glory to his name and God will increase you again. Now, here's the thing. I've been, I've been living that cycle for a long time. If you ever get to the point where in the country they say you smell yourself, if you ever get to the point where, where now like, um, like uh, the prophet had to tell King Saul, there was a point in your life where you were little in your own eyes, but you're no longer little in your own eyes. If you ever start believing your own press, if you ever start getting full of yourself and the Lord exalts you and then you don't bring glory to his name, the Lord exalts you and then you take credit. Like, oh, this was me. Then the fastest way up in God is down, but the fastest way down in God is up. If you exalt yourself, you're going to be humbled. God will humble you. But if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. So listen, what you don't want to do, what you don't want to do is ever like get so big to where you think you did it. (laughs) You make sure you give God the glory. Now, God gets, and then let me say this. This is why people say, well, you know, these guys, like, you know, you they preach like a prosperity gospel. I don't know what that means because it's not like God is, you know, uh, God doesn't want you to fail. What am I supposed to preach? A failure gospel? Like, no, I, God gets no glory. When, when you say you're a child of God, but you are broke, busted, and disgusted, <laughs> frustrated, disillusioned, hard to get along with, and, 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 and you're always whining and complaining, and nothing you do succeeds, there's no glory out of that. The world can't see God in that. Because all they can see in you is problems. But but when, when God favors you and exalts you and promotes you and increases you, this is a year of progression for us, and progresses you, then yeah, you give glory to his name. Joshua 1 and 8, Psalms 1, talks about the favor of God, how everything we put our hands to do will prosper, and then God will be glorified. But we got to give him the glory. As I close, let me just tell you this. You're on this planet to bring glory to God's name. That's why you're here. God loves you with an unconditional love. He wants to favor you, advance you, increase you. He wants you to have progression this year. He he wants your progress to have no limits. He wants you to experience his best, but you got to continually give him glory. You got to always acknowledge to God be the glory. People say, oh, brother, oh my God, that was so good. Praise God. Hey, but, but yeah, but that was, no, no, to God be the glory. Yeah, but that was really you. No, but it was really God. How about that? I'm not, I'm not going to take God's glory. It's not going to happen. I give, now, here's, here's the arrangement, though. God gets the glory. We get the benefits. And I like that. that and it's a pretty good arrangement. I give God the glory. God gives me the benefits. And I love it. Proverbs 4 and 12, I'll close with that from the Passion Translation. The Bible says, your progress will have no limits when you come along with me. And you will never stumble as you walk along the way. This is a year of progression for us. Your progress will have no limits. I need you to speak this over your life real quick. Say this. Say, Father... I thank you for teaching me about your grace and your love. The more I learn about your love towards me, the more confidence I build up towards you. Now, there was a time when I was afraid of you. 
<laughs> but that time has come and gone. I reverence you, but I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid because I know you love me. You love me just as much as you love Jesus. You love me before the world began. You made plans for me before my mother met my father. You set up divine appointments for me before I ever took one step. So when I think about your love, all I can do is bring glory to your name. I meditate and medicate on your love. I do it day and night. I let your word guide me. I let your spirit lead me. I am determined to live the life that I'm destined to live. Therefore, I have no problem asking you to bless the work of my hands. I declare that everything I put my hands on, it prospers. I'm blessed in my going. I'm blessed in my coming. I'm blessed in my doing because I'm giving glory to you in every step. I have no problem like Jesus asking you to make my success public because when people recognize and reward me, I will deflect that glory right back to you. This is how I know greater is coming for me. <laughs> I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox for free every day. So do that. Subscribe. Also, do me a favor. If this message was a blessing to you, then shit. First of all, leave me some comments in the chat. I go back and I read those and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day and I'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow morning. God bless you. Mm -hmm.